Mm, mm. Are we recording? No. <laughs> I'm definitely putting that <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> Alright. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the C-String Podcast. More importantly, Classic Rock Talk. We're back. We're back. It's been a f- few been a weeks, bit. maybe, I think. Somewhere around there. Anyways, I don't care. We're back, and we're talking about uh, some more Classic Rock albums. Yeah. Uh, we're starting in 1972 today. We're really early 70s today, kind of just everywhere. It's where we hang out. It's where we hang out. It's where I generally like to hang out, so it works out that way. Um, but 1972, as I said, the sixth studio album, pretty popular band. Uh, well, I, I don't know about back then. I'm sure they were just as popular as you. No, yeah, back then they were huge. Yeah. Okay. Because I think they'd already been known, and then they released, like, in rock and stuff. Well, I know. Oh. And then this album just... Yeah. I guess so. <sighs> Anyway, if you know what in rock is, uh, oh yeah, is from, <laughs> then you know who, Oops. then you know who this is. This is uh, Deep Purple uh, and Machine Head. Yeah, six studio album. Uh, Purple is the label. That's pretty apt. I'd have to yeah have it, to say makes sense. Makes sense there. Um, but let's get into it. Uh, Cole already mentioned. Well, he didn't. We gotta st- we gotta we're gonna talk about. Uh, <laughs> you already mentioned the. The previous albums, but we got to talk about the personnel. Yeah. Um, and so we have Richie Blackmore on guitar, Ian Gillen on vocals and har- even the harmonica is played mm-hmm. in this album. It's kind of crazy. I can't remember when it is, but uh, Roger Glover on bass, John Lord on keyboards, and Ian Pace is your percussionist. Um, Very talented group of uh, people. Uh, yeah. I mean, all of them. I could just. Mm-hmm. I could just list off and put in my all-star band. Yeah. Like, seriously, they're just, they're... Very talented. Very and incredible group of people. I'd have to say, Richie Blackmore is a pretty big highlight of this, if you know some of his solo albums mm-hmm. uh, that he did. I also want to talk about Ian Pace, because that dude can drum his ass off. And I feel like... And you'll hear it in this yeah, album. I feel like when people talk... I feel like I always say this. When people talk about, like, huge drummers, they don't really mention him, but, like... His drumming is so fucking solid. I it's very could solid. not picture anyone else playing what he's playing. Really, I, I like his drumming in uh, this album and in. I know we were just fucking talking about it. I, I like it in Burn especially. Mm-hmm. It's uh it, both those albums. I really like his drumming. Um, but anyways, let's get into the track listing here. Uh, for side A, we have Highway Star, Maybe I'm a Leo, Pictures of Home, and Never Before. Mm-hmm. Uh. So we're starting off with Highway Star there. Uh, Tell me, tell me how to fucking kick off an album, dude. Yeah, that's a fucking high flying track. Show me how it's done. And that honestly, I think that's one of the tracks that led to thrash metal. Because if you listen to like, if you listen to the tempo, you can definitely hear thrash influence. Like, not influence, but uh, you can definitely like hear uh, how it shed off into uh, thrash. That's a good way to put it. <clears throat> and it's also pretty funny that they wrote the song in like a matter of minutes during the interview. During, yeah. Because they were like, how do you write songs? <laughs> this is how. There we go. And perfect. <laughs> Starting track in our in this sick album. Yeah, no. Uh, John Lord's organ solo is incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, holy shit. One of my favorites. That's right, bro. An organ solo. And I love, one thing I love about this group actually is there's a lot of Baroque, classical era influence with what they do. 
Yeah, okay. So it's they're like keyboard solos are a lot like a, a darker tone than most yeah. keyboard solos would be. Yeah, yeah. And it just it sounds so incredible. And then Richie Blackmore's solo is pretty awesome. There's the one thing where he's like, yeah. Oh, that's what I think of. That's what I think of when I think of this song. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's an incredible song. And unfortunately for me, it kind of the rest of side A. It's under unfortunately underwhelming because of how great that I know Highway Star is. I do really like the side A though. Like maybe I'm a Leo is a really awesome song too. I really like his uh, John Lord's very distorted organ mixed up with uh, Richie Blackmore's guitar. Mm-hmm. I think it sounds really cool. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I think that's another. It's it's solid and same with Pictures of Home and then Never Before. Again, solid. Not not my favorite track from this album, obviously. And it's kind of hard. It's like you're saying, especially when you're following Highway Star. It's it that 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 fast pace that they started off with completely fell off a cliff. And but like, it is such a good way to start an album that I don't think I could say you put Highway Star even in the middle or at the end. I I can't say. I could maybe I could I could understand somebody's argument for putting it at the end, but. Yes, that with that specific track, I agree. You have to start out. Yeah, it has to start the album. But I feel like if you're gonna start an album with that, you gotta back it up with something. Or you gotta make a smooth transition into a slower, you know, a slower tempo song. I'm trying to think of an example without just dropping it. So I think that's what happened. I they think just, that's what. Yeah, they went from yeah. But you gotta have something in between there. To get me in the better, and that's typically kind of what you find from side A's to side B's in some albums. Yeah, because like, it's easier to do it there. It's definitely uh, 1984. Yeah, I think is a good example of mm-hmm. that. They don't necessarily do like the smooth transition thing, but they they kind of switch this side A and side B in that album. Like they, they there's a tone shift into side B, and it's it's a little bit slower. Yeah. Um, but I. I really like Highway Star just grabs your neck. Like, mm-hmm. right off the back, it just grabs you. It's like, yeah, you're listening to this. You're listening to this album. It gets your attention. Great attention getter. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, with that being said, let's move on to side two. Go ahead and go over the B side for Yeah, us. so side two is Smoke on the Water, followed by Lazy, and then Space Trucking, which the side two rips. It does. Holy shit, the side two. I mean... It's, I could sit here and talk about each song for probably long-ass time, 10 minutes each. <laughs> Go ahead. Just, I don't even know where to begin. Like, Smoke on the Water, I know a lot of people say the riff's overrated. Yes, it's very basic. It's very simple. But... I don't know. That guy had something uh, to say about yeah, it. Yeah, he's <laughs> But, like, when you look at the actual structure of the song, I think it is so genius how it starts out with that riff by itself. And then, like, when I was wearing headphones and listening to, like, the original vinyl release, you can hear the mic open up for uh, John Lord's organ to come in. And then, you know, when drumming starts and then it follows with the bass starts playing, I love how it just all comes in, like, step by step. It's like climbing, like, a like a staircase. Yeah, I, I think that's a good, a good point. Not every, you don't see that always. Which, that's actually what inspired this album. I mean... They were going to record in a mobile studio and then uh, Casino and Montreal lit on fire. Huh. 
So wow. like, oh, <laughs> songwriting opportunity. Nice. Um, yeah, I was going to say introducing instruments step like step step by step like that is a unique concept, but uh, it's it's done. Uh, you would think oh, it doesn't most tracks do that? And I would kind of agree. I just um, think, but it's not. Uh, it's not as. I don't want to say simple because it's not simple. Yeah, it's not as. It's not as clear cut. Like, yeah, clear in the mix as it is with you know with this one. With which, this track, yeah. This song honestly is kind of a great track to uh, listen for, like the difference between rhythm and beat. Like, I mean. It just the way it comes in, it's just kind of like an easy song to learn. I mean, the guitar riff inspired a fucking gazillion guitarist to play it. Mm-hmm. Band everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I completely agree. And most of you probably already know the guitar riff. Yeah, uh, it's not that. I mean, it's again, it's not super difficult of a riff. I'm sure most people could probably that have a bass could pick it up and play it right now. Um, but yeah, at the time, it's you know. And it's not necessarily about about its simplicity. It's beautiful in its simplicity. It doesn't exactly. need to be more complex. It doesn't need to be more complex or anything like yeah. that. It, it gets the job done, and it sounds incredible. Yeah. So. That's Smoke on the Water, though. You guys know that one, but what yeah. about Lazy? Lazy's a long-ass song. Uh, I really like this one. If I recall, it's a bit slower. It is. And it fits the name very well. It does. I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's very laid back compared to the other two and it's it's when you think of lazy or laid back i think of not a amped up bass yeah but they still managed to make an amped up bass feel lazy yeah. and laid back i thought that was impressive and it's um, it's more of their bluesier side with kind of like not necessarily exactly like maybe i'm a leo but in the same vein i guess i think okay but uh yeah that one's that one's a really neat track. It's a nice slower down. Mm-hmm. And a then, nice seven minute long track. It's always yes. good. It's always I, fun. I love the long tracks, it's, guys. We Come I've on, grown bro. I've grown I've grown to like them, okay? Everyone uh, at work hates me when I send them twelve minute seven long. minute long. Even <laughs> a seven minute long song. But yeah, I don't get it. Nobody a shit. can nobody can sit through seven minutes of a song now now anymore. I know, it's, we're so it's too long. Society of <laughs> Okay, moving on. Uh Space Trucking, hands down blows my mind uh like i said the drumming in this one superb yeah i was gonna say hell uh if there's one track to highlight uh the drumming from ian pace it's this one uh that fucking organ i love that <laughs> organ riff in the beginning i'm he's a sucker for organs guys i'm sucking this album's dick but i'm gonna be <laughs> honest this this song rocks and then when you take it and you listen to it on made in japan it's fucking 20 minutes of this shit and it's like holy shit this yeah. song is fucking epic it is epic but uh honestly bit of a stretch but this has been one of those deep purple songs i could just listen to anytime like seriously i could just put it in my queue and just listen to it because it's just such a it's a cool song to me yeah and then i also have to mention uh ian gillian's vocals are fucking incredible I don't hear very many people sing like that guy used to. Okay, yeah. On all these tracks, honestly. Yeah. Especially like Highway Star and like uh, Space Trucking. He kind of goes crazy. Space Trucking especially, I think. Uh, yeah, especially when he's like, yeah. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> he's going crazy. Holy huh? shit. Um, I would have to agree. 
B side, I think, despite Highway Star being on the A side, I think B side trumps it. Um, mm-hmm. It's definitely my. I prefer the B side on this album. Not a thing people say about many albums. Not oh. something I will say about a lot of albums. But uh, it's a combination of everything you went over. Yeah. And Space Trucking is fucking awesome. Yeah, it is. That song Amazing. fucking rocks. Definitely my favorite on the B-side. And whenever I, like, listen to it, I picture a fucking, like, like a Max semi-truck just, like, driving through space. <laughs> it's not even, like, a fucking spaceship or anything. It's just, like, it's just a, a, semi. a fucking Mack truck with a trailer just driving through space. <laughs> this is the funniest Perfect. thing, but it's Perfect. so badass. Um, but that is, that's it. That's, that is the whole uh, album that's Machine Head. Yeah. by deep purple go give it a listen uh I'd, I'd be interested to hear kind of where you think ian gillian or gillen ranks among some of the uh, vocalists we've gone over so far um yeah, in the album because i didn't really think about it i i don't know i feel like when i think of really like star vocalists i think of vocalists that couldn't possibly be replaced by anybody else mm-hmm. to do the job that they did and uh, i'm thinking about it and i don't know if i can trust anybody else to sing highway star like he did or space trucking no and then like even when you go back and look at in rock for example a child in time oh uh the way he I forgot about that has one. like a vibrato in his voice it's so incredible like it's seriously yeah. it's it's an amazing voice simply put that and you know, eventually they would be replaced by David Coverdale, mm-hmm. which I think he did an okay job. But I, it was kind of a, they had to do a tone shift. He was in Burn, right? Yeah, that okay. was his. I think that was his first, first album. album. That's what I thought. Along okay. with Glenn Hughes. So. <clears throat> yeah, uh, but that is uh, Machine Head. Go give it a listen, mm-hmm. and oh man, get to know those band members yeah, because get to know those guys. they are very very impressive. Uh, but with that being said, we've got two more albums to get to, and let's start with, uh, where I think we're just going a few months into the future here. Yeah, let's uh, start with a uh, former Deep Purple member. I, yeah, former Deep Purple member. At the time that uh, Mach- Machine Head was getting created, this album was getting created uh, with, uh, what is it, Glenn Hughes? Or no. Uh, Rod Evans. Rod Evans. Yeah. That's who it is. Rod Evans, uh, who would eventually become a member in the Deep Purple, would be working on this album at the same time. Uh, released in July of 1972, Capricorn Label. I am sure that I'm, none of you are going to know yeah, no. who this who this uh, band is. Or maybe you know the band. I, I think they kind of have one of those cult following things, kind of like, like Gentle Giant, sort of, where it's just kind of like, maybe you've heard stuff, but... Probably not. Probably not. Uh, but this is Captain Beyond. Um, mm-hmm. If you have heard it, you know that this album's sick. I love this yeah, album. This, this is a sick album. Um, let's go over the uh, let's go over the personnel here. We have Rod Evans, as we mentioned, uh, vocalist. Larry Reinhardt, guitars. Lee Dorman on bass, and Bobby Caldwell is your percussionist. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rod Evans has kind of a bad rap in my mind because so he was the original vocalist for Deep Purple in the late sixties. Got fired and then proceeded to pretend to be Deep Purple before making this. Yeah, it was weird. And I think he got sued because oh. of it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that he, doesn't surprise like me. Richie Blackmore. All of them were not fucking happy with it. Oh, well, I wouldn't be either. And I don't think he was great for Deep Purple, but 
for this album, his voice is his voice works better. It here. works very good for this album. I was gonna say, Rod, I couldn't picture, I couldn't imagine Rod Evans singing in the Machine Head. Yeah, it no. just doesn't work. Um, that was back when Deep Purple was like a psychedelic, yeah, pop rock band. It was weird. It was weird. Anyway, that's too much history. Let's yeah. let's get into the now. Those are the band members for Captain Beyond. Let's get into the track listing before we get too deep into it. Um, so on the A side, we have Dancing Madly Backwards, uh, which leads into Armworth, and then Myopic Void, Mesmerization Eclipse, and Raging River of Fear. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna let's just start Dancing Madly Backwards again. This this lets you know right away yeah. what kind of album you're getting yourself into. And uh, I see a genre here that I've never heard of in front of me. It's space rock. Yeah, space rock's pretty interesting, and I would I'd agree with it. I'd agree with the space rock tone in this. I don't know what that means. So, space rock. Is I guess not it's like this, this. It's more what Deep Purple or not Deep Purple, Pink Floyd was doing in their earlier days. Where it's really weird, trippy, psychedelic shit. That's like, like Interstellar Overdrive is a good example of it, like a space rock song. Okay. I don't think this is exactly space rock. Okay. But I can hear the space rock in it. Okay. Anyways, anyways, we'll keep going. Um, Dancing madly backwards. Excuse me. What a fun way to start the album. Yeah. And then it leads straight into Armworth, and you'll notice in this album. Um, I don't have the vinyl pressing, but at least on Spotify, one song leads straight into the next one. Mm-hmm. It's one of those, like, you can't listen to this track without hearing without the listening. end of the yeah. previous one and so on and so forth. And it, I'm pretty sure at least in the A-side, it's like that through the whole thing. I think so. Um, I don't think it is the on the B-side. I'm not too sure. Yeah, it's definitely not because Frozen Over doesn't lead well no i don't think it i does. don't think it does so because i know a thousand days of yesterday goes into uh frozen over and then frozen over stops just stops yeah okay um anyways we're getting ahead of ourselves we're spoiling it we're spoiling it dude um but i love uh armworth and myopic i, I love this whole side i do too i also i want to credit like give credit to the names of these songs yes like Myopic Void, Mesmerization Eclipse, Raging yeah. River of Fear. Yes. Holy shit. Uh, I've got to say, Larry Reinhardt has a huge part in this album. Yeah. This album is a hell of a lot of guitar, and then Lee Dorman obviously backs it up on his bass. Is is Dancing Madly Backwards the one where it's like... Uh, Something like that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that's... Mesmerization Eclipse was actually the song that captured my attention for this album. For it, yeah. Because I think I had my Spotify on shuffle or something. And that's a good like, fucking song for it to land it on. Like, I'm not going to lie. It was like, Captain Beyond. And I was like, <laughs> that's That's a pretty fucking yeah, banging pretty song. Uh, and then I texted you after I listened. I was like, dude. Yeah, this is an <laughs> dude. album. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get on this. Uh, and I fucking am on this train. Mesmerization Eclipse and Raging a River of Fear. Great way to end the album. It yes. does not slow down in the middle. As no, we'll keep, it doesn't. We'll keep, we'll keep going into the B-side here, but um, the fucking riff that they do, they do it in that, they do it in both tracks, I think. And then they do, they repeat riff in mm-hmm. the B-side as well in two different tracks. Which, yeah. Let's just get into it. 
on the B side, we have uh, just you can go ahead. Go yeah, ahead and go so over the B it. side is Thousand Days of Yesterday that leads straight into Frozen Over, and Thousand Days of Yesterday, Time Since Come and Gone, and then I Can't Feel Nothing Part One. Then it goes into As the Moon Speaks to the Waves of the Sea, Astral Lady, As the Moon Speaks, Return, and then I Can't Feel Nothing Part Two. So, uh, this is this that's that is a fucking prog rock yes fucking album or track listing right there holy shit um and it is everywhere it is yeah it is it's everywhere and um but again the way that they it's like a it's like a palindrome but instead of a word it's instead of it being a word it's a fucking track list mm-hmm. like track thousand days of yesterday and the frozen over into thousand days of yesterday i mean yeah. That that flips over on itself. And then I can't feel nothing from part 1 to part 2. Is, that flips over on itself yeah, too. It's, it's crazy. It's it's crazy and you feel like it's telling like 12 different stories, short stories in this one whole entire epic album. Mm-hmm. And I really like uh, 1000 Days of Yesterday going into Frozen Over and then going back. Going back. Yes. I really like that. The way uh, that it just goes straight back is incredible and then i can't feel nothing does the same thing mm-hmm. um frozen over is a banging song yeah it is it yeah uh that's my probably my favorite although thousand days of yesterday's time since coming on is really good too mm-hmm. they're both really good yeah um and then it, obviously that leads into the rest of the, of the album but um the guitarists are your main source of rhythm in this whole entire album Mm-hmm. They start songs. They're the meat of some songs. They're throughout the entire of the whole album, the, and it even repeats a couple, like we've mentioned. Yeah, it's it's really guitar-y like uh, Wishbone Ash. Yeah, Wishbone Ash was like that too. Actually, definitely reminds me of. Now that I'm thinking back on that album, especially Warrior. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. With that beginning. With the beginning riff. of it, I can see that because. I think in uh, my Big, or not my Big Boy, in Armworth, Armworth just literally starts with the, mm-hmm. it just starts with the riff like uh, just straight in your face like that and yeah, it's uh they are not and the and they can get away with it because they're so they're I don't know they're so upbeat they're yeah. so they're they're not necessarily super different the riffs but they're just enough. There's just enough of that variety, mm-hmm. and none of them are slow. Like like the smoke on the water one is kind of a slower riff. They they this is fast tempo the whole way through, but not a mad fast like in a Highway Star. Just kind of yeah. a, just a steady fast, and mm-hmm. it's 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 really really good, and it keeps you entertained the whole way through. It really does. And for those of you who don't like fucking. Uh, I, I can't listen to five minutes of this song. It's too long. This song, the highest, the fucking longest song in this album is four minutes. Yeah, so, so there you go. You're Stop saved. Complaining. You're saved. Finally. <laughs> but, yeah. I I really like this album. Surprised me. I mean, it really surprised really, me. Really, really, really fun surprise, man. Like I said, the reputation of Rod Evans in my head was kind of iffy. And so I was like, I don't know. I'll listen to this and. But I stopped giving a shit about that after I heard Mesmerization Yeah, Mesmerization Eclipse came on my shelf and I was like, holy shit. 
And then, yeah. Even the first fucking track, he does a good job in dancing madly backwards, too. And it's even on the album cover. <laughs> yeah, it is. He's literally dancing on He's backwards dancing on backwards. A cloud. It's really fucking cool. On a sea of air, bro. Come on. It yeah. says so. On a cloud. I guess that's a sea of air, isn't it? I guess so. I don't know. A cloud? I guess that makes sense, doesn't it? But also, album cover's sick. Sick. Uh, sick album cover. Lots of detail. Love the album cover. Yeah, it's fucking Covers crazy. with a lot of detail. They put time and effort into this. It's fucking amazing. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, sick album cover. Uh, but otherwise, that is Captain Beyond, if, if you have already forgotten. Uh, that is the debut album, and that's the uh, the band title. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know how many albums they ended up making together. Mm. It'd be something nice for, for me to find out, but that's for me in my future. But this is Captain Beyond. Go give it a listen. Surprising. Yeah. Very surprising, but very good. Very cool. Very, very tight album. Yeah. Good album. And well-produced. I feel like mm. I need to mention that with these bands that maybe aren't as well-known. Uh, sometimes the production can get them, but this, this was this was produced well. Um, next, we're going two years forward to 1974. This is a very, very, very popular yeah. uh, band. Super popular. Third studio album released in 1974. Asylum was the label. If you've got genre in your, or if you got the band in your head, you might already have it. Super, super popular. Just think, very popular. Mm-hmm. rock bands from the mid 70s and you might have landed on the eagles yeah and this is on the border uh i i'm just gonna go let's just get straight into it and then we'll talk a little bit about more or a little more about it in a second mm-hmm. but i feel like i need to mention the personnel we have glenn frey uh acoustic guitar electric guitar lead guitar he's a guitar guy uh don henley your uh, percussionist bernie leaden more guitar stuff. Mm-hmm. Randy Meisner, bass, and then Don Felder had some guitar work in this album as well. Yep. So, uh, I guess the track listing's here. Let's let's get let's dive into it. Um, for side A, we have Already Gone, You Never Cry Like a Lover, Midnight Flyer, My Man, and On the Border. Uh, not often you see a title track right in the smack in the middle of the album, but I like yeah, it. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it's, it. It's a really good song. And I have to say, uh, this version of the Eagles, man, uh, yeah, this, is incredible. It really is. This is probably my favorite Eagles album. If I'm it gonna is, be completely honest. It is this album definitely is very good. This is definitely my because it's that nice crossroad between what they were doing in the earlier days, and then they bring in Don Felder, and it kind of gives you what they do later on. With yes, like one of these nights, Hotel California. Yeah, that all that, all that jazz. Um, I'm getting a call. <laughs> this is a live call. Um, but yeah, I, as you were saying before, we were rudely interrupted. <laughs> uh, this is a beautiful crossover between their early stuff and what they would end up end up doing. Um, yeah, a great mix, and that is why I enjoy this album so much. And then we. Uh... Like, going with that mix, we have Bernie Ledden on that banjo. <laughs> that dude knew how to tear a banjo up. Yeah, like, that did. dude is so good at playing a banjo. Yes. And uh, I also want to talk about Randy Meiser's vocals. I really like his voice, like honestly. Um, By the way, I didn't mention it, but there's a lot of different vocalists on this yeah. album. There's a ton of a ton of different people singing. Randy Meisner, a local Nebraska man. 
So there's that for you. Didn't know that. From Scott's Bluff. But yeah, he he sings on Midnight Flyer, which is probably my favorite song off this album. And I really like his voice. He I, had a different sounding voice compared to the rest of them. Yeah. And going with voices, this band has a fantastic uh, harmony. Yes. When they sing with one another. God, I... I think we've mentioned it before. Like, I think we, we did. talked about 10CC and stuff like that, but like... This was the band that people looked to when they were looking at harmony, like vocal harmony. Vocal harmony. God, if you want a fucking song for vocal harmonies, listen to my man. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I mean, the whole album in general, but... But my man... My man away. blows it away. I was going to say, Leiden's got... Bernie Leiden's got lead vocals on that. Mm-hmm. I really like his vocals. Um, And then... Phew, it's the, basically the whole song is harmonization. Yeah, no, it's... Towards the end. It's so fucking good. It's incredible. Um, I've had that song stuck in my head for like the past five days. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but like you mentioned, Randy Meisner, I like Midnight Flyer, I like On the Border, and then he's got another uh, song on the B-side yeah, that I also like his vocals on. So I'd have to say, uh, Bernie Leiden and Randy Meisner, uh, my two favorite vocalists, but I love them all. Oh, yeah, they're, they're all incredible. It's yeah. just, man, those two kind of stick out. And I also yeah. want to talk about Already Gone With, um, kind of predicting the future of the Eagles. Kind of. Like, Already Gone, like we were talking about earlier, how it's you can tell the past and the future combines. Already Gone is definitely sounds like it could be a later Eagles song. Yeah, it's already got that, yeah. And that's because, of course... Uh, Don Feller's on it with the slide guitar, so it's it already has that ring to it of a future full time eagle. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. It I, is. It is. I uh, like it. It's the single, or it's one of the singles, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably what's most known from this album. Yeah. If I had to guess, it's probably already gone. Yeah, I hear it on the radio every all the time. Now, yeah, so. so definitely what people would know this uh, album for. Um, and as you mentioned, that was Glenn Frey mm-hmm. on vocals. Said a majority of the vocal parts on the B side, which started with James Dean, mm-hmm. and then goes to Old Fifty Five. Is it true? Good day in hell and best of my love. Uh, I want to shout out Old Fifty Five on this side. Yeah. Uh, another great, uh, great. It's it's like my man, where it's a bit slower, but they do amazingly well on those vocal harmonies. And it's it's really good, mm-hmm. and I've got to say, I I, I yeah, there's nothing that matches up to those vocal harmonies. Yeah, nothing no, I've nothing I've listened to so far. They're incredible. And Simply put, that they make it seem easy, but I'm sure it's not because yeah. nobody else can do it. Mm-hmm. And it's just the way all of their voices happen to mash up into the perfect sounding harmony is incredible. It's it's almost mind-boggling. Yeah, it's it's very uh, it's hard to it's hard to think about because most of the time you're not gonna have four people who can all sound like heaven at the same time, mm-hmm. and so you put them all together and it's just otherworldly. You got to put it that way. Yeah, and then you're also talking about "Is It True," which is another mm-hmm. really good song. And then I also really like "A Good Day in Hell." I mean, I I fucking love this whole album. Yeah this this whole album is. 
Uh, it's very good. And it's honestly the same with like a lot of the Eagles stuff. It's the albums are pretty damn good all the way through. All the way through. There's no there's no B side blues as we used to put it and there's there's never any of that. It's No. And they never run out of ideas. They mm-hmm. are always full of ideas and different things to change change up their albums, you know, yeah. and mix up the tracks and make sure it's not not repetitive but also not completely different from side to side. Yeah. It is impressive. It really is. They just they just never ran out. They just and that you know that maybe kind of had something to do with the fact that all four of these guys were great songwriters mm-hmm. and because they could sing. And most of the time, you know, like in Boston's case, Tom Scholz was the guy. You know, he was the producer and he was majority songwriter. But in this case, it's incredible to see. Like, you look through each of the tracks, it's a different writer every single time. Mm -hmm. It's shared shared responsibility, and that leads to more ideas and greater things. I hate to compare it to the Beatles because that's this band's legendary but the Beatles in my like my, my book are like if you're compared to the Beatles you might as well be up there with the fucking best of all time yeah that's my opinion but um in terms of songwriting talent pretty damn close like that's they, what I was saying that's they that's... yeah like you were saying they're all just talented they all contributed it's just an incredible you know, contribution. Yeah, when you mentioned the Beatles, I was thinking all of the things we just said about the Eagles, you could say about the Beatles. Mm-hmm. And so when you can say something about, like these things that we've been talking about, about a band or about an album, even just even if it's just one album from a band, and you can be compared to the Beatles, you've, yeah. got, you've got to be one of the best. It's got to be one of the best albums ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is my favorite Eagles album. But this, uh, the band in general, as you mentioned, it's they've got to be one of the greatest bands to ever do it. Yeah. F- simply for that reason. Um, because because the Beatles were one of the greatest to ever do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll talk more about, you know, where we think this album lands or maybe those bands lands in comparison to the Beatles uh, later when we get to our, to our big uh, 30 album extravaganza once again. Yeah. When we had to do it for the second time. Um, but that is for later. Now, you guys need to go listen to this album. It's On the Border by the Eagles. Give it a listen. And again, get some of these names in your head. At least try to hang on to a few of them. I know there's always a lot of names we're throwing at you. Typically yeah. around five per album. So, uh, But just especially with the Eagles, man, you got to get to know them. If there's any band you were going to want to know some of the band members for, I would, I would tell you go listen go get to know the eagles mm-hmm. um but that is on the border yeah we'll give it a listen terrific album very very good and we will leave you guys there thank you guys so much for listening uh we'll be back next time with three brand new albums i think and then maybe one more before we have to uh that, that might be it i'm not even sure until we get to our talking 30 but otherwise uh we will see you then